Yep, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. I had to go back to the uh, the phone. Couldn't get the laptop going. <laughs> oh, bummer. Whatever. Well, you sound good. Cool. All right. Um, are you ready then? Yep, I'm ready. You do the intro? Sure, I can do it. All right. Um, let me just look at our list here. All right, ready? All right. Three, two, one. Alright, welcome back to episode two of Grid Go Hard. I feel like we need a good way to, you know, enunciate that, Rick. Grid Go Hard. Where do we want that emphasis on that? But anyways, how you doing, Rick? Feels good to be back in the new Formula season, Formula 1 2022. Saw some uh, pretty great race this weekend to start off the season, so I'm excited. Yeah, feels good to be back. Have a full race weekend, watch qualifying, you know, waking up Friday morning, checking the totally irrelevant free practice one results and stuff like that. Felt great to be back in the mix. So I think we gotta we gotta start off first a little housekeeping before we dive right into it. So podcast title, we asked for feedback from the listeners last week. We got a few results. We'll go through those. Um, but I think first to start off, Paddock Chat, that seemed to be popular amongst the people. I actually looked into it. I'm not sure if you did any research on this, Rick, but it's actually already being used as another podcast that is based around farming paddocks. I believe in like the West Midlands group. I don't know where that is, but but that's what it is. They're actually producing up-to-date things. So they had a podcast produced, I think, sometime in March. So active podcast. I guess everyone check out Paddock Chat. Unfortunately, that is not the name of ours, and nor could it be. We can't cross branding with Paddock Farmers. I, I did see that, but I didn't look into at all. I was just doing a quick search, which like – bunch of others that we came up with for also already podcast styles, but that's hilarious farming paddocks <laughs> yeah it says here's the about on paddock chat local knowledge from a paddock near you paddock chat is a west midlands group original podcast created fortnightly to keep local growers in the loop without having to leave the paddock the west midlands group is a not-for-profit grower group located in dan durgan two hours north of Northeast of Perth. So it's Australian. All right. Oh, I was guessing England. <laughs> I would guess England also, but okay, Australian. So there you go. We got beat to the punch there. Jack out using our soils to two meters. The long season wheat project was the most recent episode posted on March 15th. <laughs> Maybe we could just come to a deal and just on the, the other week that they don't do it on their Fortnite, we can uh, just have our own Paddock <laughs> podcast. Yeah, a side feed. We'll, we'll be like, uh, what is it, Mo Green? I don't buy you. You don't buy me out. I buy you out. Yeah. I'm Mo Green. 
I'm Greg Gohard. I buy you out. All right. But, well, okay. That's a bummer. <laughs> yeah, to- absolutely. So, hey, we, we gave it an honest effort, listeners. So, did you get any suggestions from anyone about possible new titles? Um, I didn't get anything that I like. <laughs> I, re- I, had, I didn't go back through my text, so didn't get anything too good. I like some yeah. ears, though. <laughs> all right, so I'll go through a couple of the ones I got. Uh, appreciate all the submissions. Uh, if I missed one, sorry, but these are the ones I remembered. All right, one flying laps, but it's spelt laps l a p s e because i guess the idea is you know we're gonna have a lot of lapses in judgment since we don't know anything about formula one and of course flying lap is is in qualifying when you're on a on a hot fast one what do you think of that one rick it's not bad i didn't really get the lap part (laughs) why is it spelled like that like a lapse in judgment because we, we uh, lack judgment for Formula One. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's clever. Not that good of a podcast. I <laughs> appreciate the submission. Uh, and next one, this one might be my favorite, is from my mom. So shout out to my mom. It is Grand Prix Podcast Guys because we are podcast guys talking about Grand Prix. We could go with the acronym GPPG, which you know, a little uh, shoot. What's the what's that phrase where it's back to palindrome? There, palindrome. So, so I thought that was funny. You know, I, I like grid go hard more though, but it's same it, energy as grid go hard a little bit. Just kind of dumb, but also it's more funny. it's more informative of what we are. We are Grand Prix podcast guys. <laughs> we just cut right through all the bullshit, get right down to it. I can, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. All right. And then the last one that I got here that I wrote down was we went car racing, which of course is uh, owed to – Michael Mossy in Abu Dhabi last year to Toto Wolf after he decided to steal the driver's championship away from Lewis and give it to Max. So, I mean, that that's like a very online one. You know, there's a lot of memes about we went car racing. No, Michael, no. This is so not right. <laughs> that whole deal. Uh, so a lot of memes on Reddit and all that stuff. So very online submission, but I, I don't know about you, Rick. I, I'm still feeling grid go hard. I'm, I'm with it. I think we found our winner early. Yep. Found the winner early grid go hard. If you Google that, you know, we're probably one of the first submissions. I feel like those word combinations are not too, too out there. So good for branding, good for search engine optimization. And well, now we got to figure out like a logo or something. Okay, yeah, you can put some thought into that. All right, great. If we have any, um, you know, animation or, or digital, yeah, whatever media, all people, our graphic design, all, yeah, our graphic, graphic designer design. li- listeners, hit us up. Yeah, which speaking of listeners, also I I texted this to you um, yesterday, but I got a follow up note 
from let me see who sent this email to me this is from carlos at podstatus.com with the subject in the email grid go hard is ranking very well in united states said i have some cool information that might interest you your podcast grid go hard has good performance in apple podcast rankings parentheses last 30 days so hey we were only on there for a week this is for 30 days we are position 109 in the category of sports news for the united states so hey it's not bad let's see if we can crack <laughs> top 100 i feel like we could we could get that up get top 100 how, how, how well do we feel about the, the veracity of that fact? <laughs> that seems kind of impossible, but I'll hey, take it. You know, I, I'm going to take it too. We, you know, podstatus.com, very, very reputable source. They got the best people at podcast.com or podstatus.com. Was that what it was? <laughs> Don't even. It was from Carlos, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carlos at podstatus.com. So, hey. They got they got the best people at podstatus.com. Very many people are saying we are top 109 podcast in the country for sports. Yep. <laughs> All right. So so let's get those listeners in. Tell your friends. Let's get us up to top 100. That could be our uh, something we can hang our hats on. So speaking of Carlos, I think that's a great segue to actually talk about race one in uh shoot where was bahrain which by the way did you know where bahrain was before this race uh i knew it's in the middle east on the uh yeah so it's right it's the kingdom of bahrain right off the coast of saudi arabia kind of by qatar so you know we got formula one helping us with geography also so uh obviously the carlos segue there was alluding to ferrari going one, two, obviously that is one of the main stories, if not the main story of the weekend, Rick, how do you feel about Ferrari? Are they officially back or is this one? Hey, great week one. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, I want to say the second, the latter, but I mean, they seem far and away the best car, uh, on the on this weekend i think red bull gave him a good go for a while and mainly max but overall i think they still had had the pace on the weekend so i i think they're back to start we only had one one two last year Mm -hmm. and this one was kind of fluky as well but to just start the season off with a one two that's a that's a statement yep absolutely i mean and we'll we'll get to this a little bit more as we talk the results but I kind of feel along the lines of Ferrari is back. And the reason why I'm feeling a little bit more confident of that is not only did Ferrari go one, two, and obviously that had to do with Max going full collapse with this car breaking down and the whole Red Bull collapse, which we'll touch on in a little bit. But I think in addition to Ferrari going one, two, the actual constructor, all of the Ferrari engine teams had good race weekends. If we think about um, the people using Ferrari engines are the Haas team and the Alfa Romeo team. Alfa Romeo finished double points. Haas finished fifth. So I think 
of the top constructors, three of the top four are all Ferrari engine teams. Now, granted, Red Bull is in last place right now. So, you know, they'll probably go down to three of the top five, but still, all of the Merc teams were out. The Honda engine teams are obviously in shambles right now. We'll get to that a little bit later on. And then Alpine is, you know, <laughs> riding solo over there with their own engine. They were what like eighth or ninth or something like that they mm-hmm. were influenced double points but clearly not as strong as the ferrari engines yeah it seems like they just basically they got that upgrade about two-thirds of the way through last year on their engine and it seems like they just took another step forward and just leapfrog both mercedes and honda or red bull whatever we're calling it now yeah <laughs> Yeah, so far, I mean, Charles Leclerc, dominant weekend, P1 in qualifying. Basically, did you watch qualifying or were you busy for that? No, I watched it. Yeah, I so it. I mean, it was him or Max, and then it, it, Ferrari looked good that whole day, and it was clear Mercedes was, was far back. I, I will say one maybe other note is that Signs seem to be struggling all weekend with kind of the balance of the car, so that might be something to look out for. He ended up in P2, so it obviously didn't affect him that much, but he was a ways off Leclerc all weekend. Yeah, I mean, he, he ended up finishing. I don't think the times were that close, but that's because of the safety car that happened near the end that bunched them all together. He was like... I mean, I want to say it was like 15, 20 seconds ahead of him after like 40 laps or something like that. So, yeah, it was pretty dominant from Leclerc. Though in qualifying, I think it was Q2 that Signs went fastest in the whole grid. So, you know, Signs has some pace there, but, yeah, definitely was behind the mark on Leclerc. And dominant Leclerc weekend. Yeah. It seems like if we're saying Ferrari's back, Leclerc has to be the favorite right now to win the driver's championship after we finally see the cars actually out on the track. Agreed. All right. So do you want to you want to go into the Red Bull side of things and talk about their collapse and kind of what happened starting with me? I don't know if we want to go through the Yeah, I guess let's start with the Gasly yellow flag into uh just how the race finished. So, yeah, the Gasly crash, uh, weird, basically just caught on fire. It seems like that used to be a thing that happened a lot, but I can't think of a time last year when we've actually been watching where you just see There are many races that we've watched our diehard fandom of 12 races or whatever. Yeah, but it just, he totally lost power. Oh, we lost your audio there, Rick. Sorry, I keep my finger on my phone. Yeah, but Eddie. So I was saying the engine just caught fire, and then they couldn't actually move it because they didn't know if the battery is unsafe. So that's what really kind of restarted the race. Leclerc. It looked like it was just going to be Leclerc and one Max two, and then we got that safety car. That uh, really restarted. I have a question. So, are, is it still Honda, or are we on to Red Bull? Is it just Red Bull powertrains now? Eh, it confuses like me every time. I feel like we could say either, <laughs> and it's gonna be everyone knows what we're talking about, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, what you said. I mean, it was Max was Max was in the thick of it. I mean, he was pissed off about his his first outlap after his pit because he came out far behind Leclerc. But after their first pit stop, I mean, they were they were back and forth there for like three straight laps. Where on turn one, Max passed Leclerc, Leclerc passed Max in the next DRS zone, and Max is on his trails to pass Leclerc down the main straight at the back. So, I mean, we had some great racing there between those two, and it seemed like a sneak peek for probably the rest of the season. So yeah, that, that, was, that was an epic duel, the, like two two or three laps before Leclerc started to pull away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Max was there, but again, just Red Bull didn't quite have the pace. And then, yeah, as you mentioned, Gasly, his car breaks down, and it was almost like, it, it kind of felt other than that three lap stretch between Max and and Leclerc, it felt like it was shaping up to be kind of a boring week one. I don't know what do you think before Gasly's car caught on fire. Yeah, I, I would agree. Uh, kind of a because yeah, you did have that epic duel, and I think the racing. I think we'll get to it, but the racing did look pretty good with the new regs, but. Still nothing like too crazy happened. The start other than a small incident with Ocon and yeah. uh, Schumacher, Schumacher, nothing really happened. So, yeah, I, I, I tend to agree, but it did get exciting quick from that point on, basically. Yeah, so then, of course, you know, if you didn't watch the race, Gasly's car caught on fire, as Rick said, and that just foreshadowed a lot of bad news for Red Bull. So, of course, when there's the late caution flag, they have to go to full full safety car. And should we should we explain the difference between virtual safety car and safety car, Rick? Yeah, if you feel like you can take it. <laughs> can, sure. I, I understand. I, I don't really know why. I, I, so there's the virtual safety car, and basically what that means is no one can go – above a certain speed so everyone's driving slowly but you kind of so you can't really make up ground on anybody a lot of times people will go in for pit stops there because we're losing out on less speed from the people that are out on the track still so you get cheap pit stops that's what they call them cheap pit stops so you know be be up with the language there and then an actual safety car is instead of just everyone going the same speed, they're actually going to slow you down more and bunch up the whole pack. So if one guy is, you know, 30 seconds ahead of the pack and they go to a virtual safety car, he's going to maintain that gap. Now, if they go to an actual safety car, then that gap is going to be cut down and they're basically going to do a restart all from one, then two, then three, and that's what happened in Abu Dhabi and why Lewis ended up not winning that race. It's because they went to that full-on safety car. And usually that's when there's a little bit more trouble they have to clear up on the track. And the reason they bunch them up is so that they just have more time where there's no cars near it. So they have more time to clear it around rather than a car driving by every 10 seconds or whatever. So, so that's what happened. And so it looked like, oh no, Leclerc was way out in front. Now he got the safety car, so Max is going to get bunched up with him. But then that was just the beginning of troubles for Red Bull slash Honda engines. I did I did enjoy just Max up to his old ways when they were getting ready for the restart, just 
fucking around with Le- Leclerc, <laughs> inching him forward and backwards. And it, it's also classic Leclerc bitching about the the speed of the safety car. I'm not sure a guy in first has ever been okay with the speed of the safety car. They always think they're too slow. Yeah. But Leclerc, um, it, it ended up working for Leclerc because he got a monster start off of it. Wow, Max had his trouble. And it was also – it was hilarious too. Matt, you want to talk about Max going back to his ways also. Him just bitching at the – the Red Bull race wall when they tell him at first that he has a problem. Uh, do you remember? Do you remember that radio conversation they had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was cracking up at it. Basically, they're like, uh, "Max, we've got some negative news," and he Max could tell that something was up, and so he's just yelling at him. He's like, "Just tell me what the fuck is wrong with it." <laughs> So, so that was funny. And then, of course, what ends up happening is his like power steering goes out. And then basically just the whole car dies. So it's, you could tell, all right, Sainz, who's in third, is probably going to catch him. But Max does a pretty good job out of the restart, holding him off, keeping good pace. And then the car just completely dies on him. And so then Sainz moves up to second, check out a third, Lewis four, George five. And then... Shortly after that, Lewis is, was on Checo pretty good, so he was actually keeping his pace with him despite the Merc car not being fast all weekend. And then, of course, Checo, a couple in the last lap of the race, with Lewis right on his tails, giving him giving him fits. Checo's car basically craps out on him as well, and he has a spin out. And so Red Bull has two retirements. Three out of four, if you include the AlphaTauri team. So they're in shambles. As an Oracle employee, you just absolutely hate to see your company <laughs> be just in the mix with just sheer incompetence that is Red Bull Racing this weekend. So absolutely hated to see that. But at simultaneously, love to see that from Red Bull. It was great. You know, to see Horner and the Max and all those guys melt down was was great to watch in my opinion. What'd you think about that, Rick? Yeah, good good job towing the company line over there. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting because like it seemed like it's it wasn't clear. I'm sure the they'll get asked about it uh this weekend prior to the race, but it seemed like there was two issues for Max. There was the steering <laughs> and then something with like how the the fuel pump, I think the Horner fuel said. pump was working. So I'm sure they'll have some kind of explanation. I don't know if they'll be that honest about it. So it, it could end up being nothing. It's a reliability issue. If they get that fixed, they're probably right there with Ferrari. Again, I mean, we'll but... see. Yeah, we'll see if it's going to lead to, you know, fast penalties for replacing their engines. I'm sure that's going to come up at some point to bite them in the ass. I don't know if they're going to be able to salvage this or not. Did you see anything about that? I did see if it is the fuel pump that is the issue, then they uh, shouldn't need to take a penalty. Apparently, you can replace that for free. Oh, okay. Well, that's good news for Red Bull. So, well, I'm sure they'll bounce back this week. We'll get to our our uh, preview coming up. But boy, would it be bad news, and it could look like a Ferrari one away if Red Bull can't fix their shit out for for the next couple races. Yeah, and I think 
Mercedes Lewis obviously got lucky with this, but you got to assume Mercedes is going to start keep improving as the season goes on and expect at least Lewis to get into it in some way. Yeah, so let's get let's get into the Mercedes. I mean, they had their car was way slow all weekend. It was porpoising, which of course means bouncing up and down on the driver, so it makes it really hard to drive around. You lose pace, all that, all that bad stuff. And they kind of fixed some of the porpoising. It looked like it was better and improved on Sunday, but still some of it. But the car was just not that fast, and somehow Mercedes pulled out a three, four finish. Thanks to Red Bulls collapse and Lewis finished on the podium. I saw first ever formula one driver to have a podium in 16 straight seasons. So Lewis, the goat run continues. Yeah. The good thing for them is they're still the best of, they're not on that tier with Red Bull and Ferrari, but they still look like as if they're, the next best team so it's not like they're going to be just battling the midfield and losing out it should be kind of in the front of that second tier yep yeah they seem like kind of in a tier of their own where they're not quite as good as red bull ferrari right now but above everyone else and i like you already said i'm pretty confident mercedes is going to figure their shit out in the next month or you know four or five races where we saw it at the end of last year where they were just absolutely flying by the end of the season. So, yeah, the the engine is worrisome because all the Mercedes powered teams think we'll get to it. But the other two Mercedes powered teams look pretty damn bad this weekend. Oh yeah. Three. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, let's just get right into it, Rick. I got to ask. Is McLaren the new Haas? Oh no. (laughs) Don't say that. (laughs) Well, I mean, the people are asking. asking. Well, yeah, it's not good. Um, So I remember during testing, I was super psyched because all the teams were having porpoising issues except McLaren. Now it just seems like McLaren's not having porpoising issues because they're just getting, they're just, (laughs) it's just not built to be a fast car. (laughs) And the porpoising (laughs) comes from going fast. (laughs) So. It was truly dejecting weekend just seeing Lando and Danny Rick just battling it out in like 17th and 18th. The entire race. Like they were never, yeah. they, had, they had weird strategy too, where they were on like, they were the only cars on mediums, I think. And then they went hard. A bizarre weekend for McLaren. And yeah, I think they finished what, 14th and 15th and three of the, five people behind them were retirements. I did I did find it funny. Separate from McLaren is that we got rid of this Q2 tire rule where before last season you had to use the same car that you Oh, is that gone best. for the whole season? I was wondering why that was Yeah, thing. it's gone for the whole season. But this is like the one race where everyone started out on soft, so it didn't really matter for this race. <laughs> yeah. Um Anyways, back to McLaren. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're just way off. Hopefully, they can. Hopefully, they can see what the other cars are doing and catch up fairly quickly. But I am not too hopeful right now. Yeah, I mean, I think they 
had of all of the the highest finishing drivers amongst the teams this week, I think they had the worst one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So well so, other than Red Red Bull, but yes. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. So yeah, better, than Red, we, better than Red Bull, so that's always a good thing. Hey, that's facts. <laughs> <laughs> that's facts, not the lie. All right. So yeah, Mercedes team's in absolute trouble right now. Aston Martin was equally terrible to McLaren. Williams act Albin actually was was pretty good. He was kind of in the mix a lot there throughout the throughout the weekend. But I think the clear number two winner of this weekend, Rick, it's gotta be Haas. And so we gotta dedicate a segment every week because the people love Haas to to our favorite American racing team here. And we're calling it when it's a good week, we're calling this segment the Haas of the Rising Sun. When it's a bad week, we're gonna call it the House of Pain. And Rick, <laughs> I think it was pretty clear this is a Haas of the Rising Sun week. Why don't you why don't you take it away? I mean, Kevin Magnuson, poof, oh, man. that's crazy. Like to not be on a t- on a team to start and look that good. I mean, he was battling than Lewis for a good part of the night in that kind of fourth, fifth range. I mean, he, he was putting in laps in qualifying time that were like, yeah. At some points, he's coming out and he's like the second fastest time after they all are doing a lap and like crazy stuff. I mean, he was unbelievable. Yeah, no, they're so and I and Mick was a little bit behind, but he also got hit at the very start and spun out on the start. Only thing that happened at the start, so just was playing from behind the eight ball uh, all night. So I see see what happens when you just folk get rid of that Russian influence and Amer- <laughs> American made, baby. <laughs> American made, that's right. That, <laughs> that's fucking right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Magnus, he finished fifth. So everyone out there uh, didn't catch the race or the results. Kevin Magnuson finished fifth. So Haas right now is in third place in the Constructors' Championship off of his fifth place finish. So pretty incredible. They're ahead of Red Bull. They're ahead of they got more points than what like Red Bull, McLaren, Aston Martin combined. Yeah. So, <laughs> so pretty incredible. And as you said, Ma- I mean Magnus, he was a lot faster though than Mick. So I don't know what that says about Mick. If he was, if he's getting exposed a little bit, not racing next to Mazepin. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like you said, Magnuson just – he was retired two weeks ago. And he even said he's in bad shape and all this stuff. And he came out and – I mean, he was clearly better than Mick in qualifying. He was better than him in the race. Yes, Mick did get spun around by Ocon. Classic French dirty move. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he, was, he, he crushed Mick Schumacher. So, maybe Mick's getting a little bit exposed. Maybe Haas wasn't that bad last year, actually. And it was just bad drivers. You know, the people are saying. <laughs> yeah, the people could maybe say that. I think they totally, I mean, if they say like this, whatever their plan was worked where they just basically punted for two years to just nail 2022. Matt, punted Matt, for two years, get the absolute bag from the Russians, and then drop them. <laughs> Gunther Steiner, the uh, our favorite team principal. Uh, looks like a genius at this point. Machiavelli, Gunther Machiavelli. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see his quote 
after what did he say to Magnuson? He was like, "That was some fucking Viking comeback." <laughs> Just stereotyping Magnuson. <laughs> well, I think they call him like the Viking racer or something like that. Do they? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You talking to any? You give Haas thoughts. I'll, I'll look that up real quick. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a fun, fun one. The American team kind of sucks for. Uh, What's the team that's joining? The Andretti team. The Andretti team. If Haas just becomes like a perennial contender and people kind of fall in love with them as the American team because I think this drive to survive, like American fan explosion, Haas has always been bad. But if they're they're back, then I think you'll see a lot of people latching on to them. Oh, I mean – I feel like Haas is, you know, everyone's second favorite team in America. They're just kind of like the lovable losers. They're just the bad news bears of Formula One, and to see them have some success is just, it's just, it's great for the league, great for the Shield. <laughs> Agreed. All right. So then, this last piece you want to talk about uh, the rags, what the first review is from that? Yeah. So personally, I thought you just saw the whole point of these rags, right? Is to get allow cars to follow closer and so you don't have as big of a pace gap needed in order to overtake people and it to me it seemed i think we'll have to get the results but to me it seemed that guys were right behind each other and i think it turned out where you saw less people just going on the drs trying to pass on the drs where you have guys Try to pass on DRS, but then the other guys are able to two and three. So I thought it, I'd give it a thumbs up so far. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the one, the, the most clear battle that we saw was obviously the Max and Leclerc one. Now, those were all passes in DRS zones. So it seemed like that turn one after the main straight was where a lot of the passes are coming. So that was DRS related. But that being said, I mean, there was three laps there where Max was trailing him and he wasn't getting caught up by dirty air. So he's able to stay within that one second DRS range, which I think is a huge difference where in the last, at least last season, I'm not going to act like I was following the prior years, but there's a lot of times where it's like, all right, there's a DRS, you get close. And then it's impossible to follow a guy in the middle sectors. And then you use the DRS to catch up again. Um, that didn't seem to be the case this weekend. So, yeah, seems like they're working. All right. Anything else from from the first week? Good to be back. Had a crazy classic Formula One weekend. You know, exciting finish. Totally couldn't make that up with all the all the retirements after it seemed to go kind of according to plan, but, um, but yeah, anything else? No, I'm excited. Excited for Jetta this upcoming week. And we'll All right, get into it. Saudi. Yeah. So Jetta, this will only be a Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. This was a new track last season. Uh, and basically I would say for sure the most chaotic, well, I guess what happened in the final lap of the title might <laughs> The title decider might, but over the whole race, I would say. Over 50 whatever laps. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely crazy. Yeah. Just, it's a crazy fast track, a ton of high speed corners, going super quick around that. 
I mean, there's I no like off ramps. It's all just walls because it's a, a road track. Yeah. And I was actually just re- I was reading up. They did make a couple changes to it. Mm-hmm. That last corner that Max, uh, when he was going for pole last year, they did widen that a bit. So a little, little bit of change, but not too much. And the drivers all described how kind of crazy. I think some thought it was like just a super fun track to drive while others thought it was super dangerous, which is probably both. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What what are you, are you you as excited as I am for this one considering what happened last year? Oh yeah. I mean, it's gonna, it's one of those things where it's a combination of we're going to see some sloppy racing because there's gonna be a lot of starts and stops. But that also leads to a lot of excitement. I mean, there was like four or five crashes last race. I'm looking it up right now. There were one, two, three, four, five DNFs from the race. So we saw Vettel, Sergio Perez, Mazepin, obviously, George Russell, and Schumacher all retire their cars in crashes last year. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to be an exciting one. I mean, that last year's was just insane on top of it. Last year was the penultimate race. So, you know, we had the absolute thick of the Lewis-Max battle going on. So I, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. Plus, also, it's at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So great time to watch it live for all you Americans out there. Nice. And so I guess before we get to our podium picks here to wrap things up, I mentioned there was five DNFs last year. Now they made some changes and now also maybe guys have seen the track once because last year was the first year they raced there. Over under 15 and a half cars finished the race. You taking the over or the under? If you're setting the line, I feel like last year was just especially crazy. So I'd probably take the over at 15 and a half to finish. But I think it'll be like three or four won't at least. What do you think? All right. You know, I'll take the under. Just take that other side and switch it up a little bit. We'll have a little grid go hard wager there. We should do a All wager right. like every week or something like that. I like that. I like that. And we can, and we can keep track of it throughout the year, see who sees better. I mean, it's yes, the guys are going to be more used to the track, but hey, it only takes one or two of these crashes, and that could take out, you know, multiple cars every single time potentially. So, and I do know one thing that the drivers have been complaining about on these these new cars is the visibility because they've got those new Mm -hmm. tire covers on on top, Mm -hmm. so that lot less visibility and this is like one of those tracks where you just have to be so damn precise because the walls are right there so yeah but on the same note the cars are a little narrower this year so maybe that'll that'll help it some but <laughs> i like how we just both flip-flop and argued for the other person's <laughs> <laughs> that being said hey bring up hey, I, i've got i've got an advantage because red bull's a bunch of Idiots running. We got a bunch of cavemen over there. Don't know how to build a car, build an engine. So we'll probably see at least two just engine failures from those bums. Yeah, we'll see. Sorry, so that. does that? Like, let's get into the podium then. Does that mean you're not having Red Bull on one of your podiums? Or no, on your I mean, podium. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm still gonna go red. I'm gonna go. That being said, I'll probably. 
this is all just off the top. I'm gonna go Max one, Leclerc two, um, three. Let's go Max one, Leclerc two, Lewis three. Okay, that is. I'll go Leclerc, Max, uh, signs. One, two, three. Real way to go out on a limb there, Rick. <laughs> well, yours matched my original one. I thought you were going to go signs at the end. So I switched up. I, I was going to pick Max to win, but I'll switch it up to make it make it interesting. <laughs> hey, you can pick Max to win, Rick. It's okay. No, I, I mean, I'd rather Leclerc win, so I'll be rooting for my prediction. Would you rather have Leclerc win and, and you know, would you rather have Leclerc win? So, I mean, I'm rooting for Leclerc over Max. It sounds like you are also. But would you rather risk the chance of an absolute runaway season versus maybe seeing it, you know, get tight? Obviously, we're two races in out of 25. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting ahead of ourselves. But you never know. Yeah, yeah. I've been, Yeah, I would like to see it be close, but... There, these the swings, at least last year, were just so wild that I think it's too early to say that it's like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree, especially with Mercedes lurking. I could still see this ending up being a three constructor race, which would be really exciting. Mm-hmm. So, all right. On that note, I don't have anything else. You got any parting thoughts here, Rick? We did a pretty good job recording one. We might even break 45 minutes on this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, just thank you to uh, all our yeah. listeners that tuned in the first week. Appreciate all the uh, feedback and support. Absolutely. We we love our listeners and everyone, you know, tune in Sunday, 10 a.m. Pacific time to watch the grid go hard. <laughs> you like that, Rick? <laughs> good 